Welcome to the Fit Dad, Fat Dad podcast. I am Coach Nate Hammond, and this podcast is dedicated to the many fathers who I've met over the years, and also to those who I haven't yet met who feel that providing for their children's needs goes beyond financial obligations and includes with them laying a pathway towards health and well-being. All right, so what we're doing is carrying on from rule two, which was never speak the words, I don't have time. And we talked about one time buster, which was uh, doing short, high intensity interval training sessions. And I gave an example of that with Tabata, with a few different exercises that you could do, etc. So we explained that. And if you missed it, please go back and have a listen to the last episode. Today, I'm going to follow on from that and give you two more time busters. So time buster one that I want to talk about today, which is two because it's following on from last week, but whatever. Snack on exercises. All right, exercise snacking, that's a concept uh, which is something I've been using and recommending for years, but the credit for that perfect term goes to exercise physiologist Monique Francois, who coined it in a 2014 study. Monique's study found that just six one-minute intervals of intense exercise before breakfast, lunch, and dinner helped insulin-resistant people with controlling their blood sugar levels. Other trainers and coaches have gone on to discover that it doesn't even have to be that regulated to be effective. The Blue Zone studies, uh, which I've talked about before, they've shown that rather than, uh, just to remind you of what the Blue Zone studies are actually, um, they're a study of the healthiest, longest living people in the world. So the Blue Zone studies have shown that rather than one block of exercise encased by inactivity, moments of good purposeful movement spliced throughout the day offers the greatest benefits. Here are a few snacking ideas. One, run up some steps. So if you see some steps that you got to go up, do a little jog. Emmanuel Stamatakis, professor of physical activity, lifestyle and population health at the University of Sydney says, most adults will benefit from embracing any opportunity in their daily routines to get exercise, even if it is just 30 seconds of sprinting up a flight of stairs, carrying their shopping bags instead of using a cart, or just walking at a faster pace. It all adds up to improve overall level of fitness as well as heart and lung function. In a 2019 study in Applied Physiology, Nutrition and Metabolism, a cohort of young adults who reported low amounts of physical activity, which was less than one hour a week, were asked to run up a flight of stairs three times a day, three days a week for six weeks. So just let me repeat that because it's quite basic. They were asked to run up a flight of stairs just three times a day, three days a week for six weeks. This exercise snacking was enough to show marked improvement in their cardiovascular fitness. Exercise snack two, rip out a few squats. This is one of those exercises that you can just about do anytime, anywhere, within reason. I wouldn't recommend it while delivering a eulogy or waiting in line at the shops, but while, you know, brushing your teeth, waiting for the kettle to boil, while on hold with your phone company, you know, there's a few hours there. There are many moments in the day where you can afford to knock out a few bodyweight squats, so just do it. The squat is an essential movement. It replicates something that we do every day. We sit down and we stand up. We sit down and we stand Do your squats. Consider them vital medicine. Exercise snack three, drop and give yourself 10. The humble push-up is a legend of bodyweight exercises. It is a foundational exercise, meaning you can build off it. And it is a compound exercise, meaning that you can, um, or that you do use more than one joint. 
because you're using multiple joints, you're also using a lot of muscles and a lot of muscles in support of the primary or what we call in the fitness world agonist muscles. So a push-up done right will work every contracted muscle, including shoulders, chest and arms, but also upper back, lower back, deep core muscles and more. It's also an exercise that you can grade for all levels. So you can make it really simple, you can make it really hard. I'll explain the steps for beginner to intermediate exerciser, but this can be done against a wall for a complete beginner. It can be done on an incline, uh, like a bench with your feet on the ground. Um, it can be done from the knees, etc. The more advanced can start with one leg, you know, off the ground to force greater core stability. Uh, they can get one-handed when it gets to that point, when you get that good. Decline, um, feet in an elevator position, and more. But here's the uh, simple version of a push-up, the foundational version of a push-up. One, get into a plank position. So this is where the top of your head, lower back, and heels all align. Your back should look like an even slope. Two, straighten your arms, but without a full elbow lockout. So just a li little bit of give in your elbows. Don't have them tightly locked out. Three, with the palms of your hands flat on the floor, align your wrists, elbows, and shoulders. Wrists, elbows, shoulders, all aligned. Four, stop the drop, flag the sag, or in other words, engage your core muscles. So think muscles around the spine, not the ones you can grab. Think deep core muscles around the spine. Engage them. Engage them mentally. Think about them. Stop your back from caving in. And then five, with a deliberate even motion, bend your elbows to 90 degrees. And then, as the name suggests, push back up to the starting plank position. Simple. Most people believe they know how to do a push-up. A lot of push-ups I see are quite sloppy. Exercise snack four, bear crawls. I freaking love this exercise. This and all crawling exercises. There are a few methods and a ton of exercise variations under the umbrella of what can be known as primal movement. Some trainers have had success at creating whole systems out of primal movement. Nathan Halberg is one mad dude that comes to mind. He is the creator of the Zoo Method, which is a world leader in high intensity yet low impact bodyweight training. Check it out when you get a chance. Zoo as in uh, Z-U-U. -U. Google that. One, get on the floor and hold what's called the tabletop position. So your knees will be on the ground aligned with your hips and your hands also on the ground will be aligned with your shoulders. You should look like a table from the side view, a hairy human table. Are you doing it now? Do it now if you can, if, if you're not driving. Two, pushing your weight into your hands, raise your knees just above the floor. Three, move either hand forward about 30 centimeters while simultaneously moving the opposite foot forward the same distance. So if your left hand moves forward, your right foot moves with it. Four, keep the tabletop position with your head down to maintain a neutral spine and continue crawling forward by alternating sides. Now, even in a small amount of space, for example, your living room, you can crawl forward and then in reverse for time. With more room, you could go for distance. All right, so those are just a few different exercises that you can use that you can uh, consider exercise snacks. If my explanation was hard to follow and you need to see something visual, please just Google search any one of those and you'll find some good examples. All right, the third time buster that I wanna to talk to, to partner with Tabata or at least short high intensity interval training sessions and exercise snacking is to get a hobby that involves movement. But if you absolutely abhor traditional exercise, what if you dry reach at the side of a dumbbell? To be honest, you have to be honest. You don't have to lie about enjoying exercise. 
Just find a physical activity that you don't have to lie about. Keep trying new activities until you find one that suits. Try multiple activities. Just plan your days to include body movement. A workout doesn't need to feel like work. Now, a little caveat to that. I do believe in hard work and and, and to throw in effort sometimes that do feel tough and hard and that can really break you down. But for many, starting flat out and trying to hit an ideal workout session right out of the gate, especially when you haven't worked out for a long time or not at all, can actually cause you to go backwards because you simply weren't ready for it. The most important thing is to keep your body moving. You could join a social touch footy team. Try a casual racket sport, you know, squash, racquetball, tennis, pickleball. Racket sports are fun and a great natural hit session. Go swimming. Doggy paddling counts. Go surfing or bodyboarding or body surfing or release your inner child and do a bit of wave jumping. Be sure to scream wee with every jump. Go for nature walks. Vitamin D from the sun, fresh air, flora and fauna to calm the senses. Perfect stress buster. Take the dog out for a walk and play toss and catch. Take your kid for a walk and play toss and catch. Try not to confuse the two. Find an old rail trail to bike along. More and more cities are developing routes for bike riders and walkers along discarded rail tracks. Create and maintain a garden. Put on some tunes or enjoy the sound of nature. Get up, get down, hands in the dirt, digging. Shoot some hoops. If your ball skills are as good as mine, you'll get a great workout just from chasing down balls that bounce off the rim or miss the backboard altogether. Explore your nearest city on foot or bike. This is one of my favorite pastimes and you can go for hours before you've realized you've actually had a good workout. Keep a pedometer, um, you know, a step counter on you if you like. Your, most phones have them now or smartphones have them. Visit an art gallery or a museum. You know, challenge yourself by saying beforehand, I will visit for X amount of time and I will not sit down for X minutes slash hours. Um, the X is not a Roman numeral, by the way. 10 minutes or 10 hours would be a ridiculous end of the spectrum. Put your own time challenge in there is what I'm saying. Okay, so you don't normally move your body for more than 20 minutes at a time before sitting. Challenge yourself. I'm going to go to an art gallery. I'm going to walk around the art gallery. I'm not going to sit down for 45 minutes. For many, that is a huge challenge. It could be a huge challenge for you. Give it a crack. That's where we start. What I'm saying is that if the word exercise causes you to run and hide under your bed, simply find a hobby or an activity that you do enjoy and that gets you to move your body, which, by the way, is a perfectly adequate segue into rule three, which I'll talk about in the next episode. I'll leave you with this quote by Vanda Scaravelli, who was a yoga instructor who helped popularize yoga in the West. She said, movement is the song of the body. Thank you for listening today. My name is Coach Nate Hammond. This has been Fit Dad, Fat Dad. I appreciate you being with me today. We'll talk again soon. Music provided by Dragon Chromatic and Anthony Fox.